Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. I'm ready to see what mythical they randomly drop in. And now, coming to you live from atop the Lavender Town Radio Tower, it's the one, the only, Pucko Podcast! And welcome to the 372nd episode of the Puckle Podcast, Take 2. I am your host, Trainer Thatch, here today with my spectacular set of co-hosts, the one, the only, the man who spells his name with a Z instead of an S now, Scrawn. It's edgier that way. And then, of course, we've got the man who says nothing but yeet. We have Seth Vilo joining the joining the fight. Yeet. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the Puckle Podcast. Puckle, of course, standing for the Pokemon Underground Champions League. I just realized that I always say Puckle, of course, standing for it. Like, like it's just an obvious acronym. Like, of course Puckle stands for this. Not the people you just sit for liberties. Of course it's Pokemon Underground Champions League. I have to imagine the People's Union of Civil Liberties is legitimately upset at me. Because <laughs> if you search Puckle on Google, like if you Google Puckle, you will get me in the search results before them. And I can't believe that they would really be happy about that. I thought it stood for people undergoing chronic Liberia. Chronic no. country. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> but that is, of course, welcome to the show. We have we talk everything Pokemon from the video game to the trading card game to sometimes Pokemon Conquest. I've used that one before, though. You've used it a lot before. I have, but Pokemon Conquest is good. It's a good game. Yeah, it's a good game. It's a solid game. I can't be mad at Pokemon Conquest existing, right? Like, it's going to be really cool, but I welcome those of you who are new, and I welcome back those of you who are old. We've got a nice show lined up for you today, but before we begin, I wanted to open up with a little bit of chit-chat. I usually ask you guys what's going on, but we've we've talked a little bit before the show, and Scrawn, you told me about this really interesting thing about how you're going to a competitive pokemon go tournament or you were before it snowed yeah so they canceled our uh recent one and moved it back two weeks but a neat thing that uh the you know the website sylph right yes yeah, like, the nest nest tracker and stuff mm-hmm. 
well, like, I signed up for an account through them in order to do this and such, but they're having a competitive Pokemon Go tournament, and they're basing it around types of Pokemon you can find in the game, and they vary the league depending on the month. So they're starting with the Great League, and you can only use Fighting Steel, Rock, and Ground types, and it's called the Boulder Cup. So you bring a team of six, and you bring three to a best two out of three game. And the more matches you win in your local tournament, the more you know, ranking you can get on the self-leaderboards. And I, I think it's a cool idea because you get a special badge on the website for participating and stuff. I think, you know, it's probably the closest to an actual competitive scene that Pokemon Go will ever really see. Yeah, I don't think it can be competitive. I just think that tapping on the screen and choosing your charge move just can't be competitive. Okay, so after delving into, like, the specifics of it, I think there's a bit more, obviously not as much as, like, main game Pokemon by any extent, but there is a lot of, like, preparation work that's definitely very important. There's strategy in what you bring in your games because sort of like our UUTC, you can see the roster of your opponent. So you need to be mm-hmm. able to predict what they're going to bring and you need to be able to, you know, boost your Pokemon with the right charge moves, etc. It's a lot of prep work, man. And some Pokemon are just really, really overpowered in this specific format. Like I've dumped over 300,000 Stardust just into my Metacham and Skarmory. <laughs> Man, I don't know if I could handle that. Also, steel is definitely the way to go. Like, I saw that. I actually saw this on the Silk Road. Like, after you were talking about it, I went and looked into it. Mm-hmm. And I saw that they were just doing ground, rock, and steel typing. And I somebody immediately broke it, like, on Reddit. Like, they just right. immediately broke the meta. So the guy goes, why would I even bring a rock type? Rock is yeah. weak to literally both of those types. You can't bring rock types, really. Like, I think some people considered, like, bringing, like, hey, I can bring Kabutops because it has a fast, you know, charge move. It can hit yeah. some stuff, but it's not even worth it then. But, like, the ideal team, since it's not, quote-unquote, unique Pokemon, is, like, two Metachams, two Skarmories, and two Whiskash. Yeah, I can believe that. Because they're just that, that good. And then you just bring whatever, an extra of whatever is best against your opponent's team. Mm-hmm. I would, I would believe that. Yep. <laughs> I think it can see, you know, some revision, but I like how it's starting, I guess. It could have started a lot worse. I think it'd be something cool to tie into actual Pokemon events. I don't know, because I, I wish that Pokemon, like the company actually had a little bit more investment in terms of the community of Pokemon Go. I know that like they do community day, but that's not really them doing anything other than like, hey, let's drop some digital fingerprints into the game. I, I would really like to see them be like, hey, we can do battles here or there. I, I understand they're very community-driven at this point, which is cool. And it's definitely just the Silph Road. It's everybody just on the Silph Road going and doing doing all these Pokemon Go things. Maybe some Facebook pages, but most Facebook pages are just based off the Silph Road. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. I would like to see Pokemon get into it and be like, hey, at this tournament, we're also going to be doing a Pokemon Go thing on top of that. Or maybe make that like a side event at like a regional or something. I'd like to see that finally hit the mainstream before I would accept it as something that's popular quote well it's going to be popular but uh i would say mainstream quote unquote in the pokemon community yeah so those are just my two cents yeah i mean it would be really cool to like do it alongside like a vgc tournament or something where you can play like real z pokemon yeah it's just i i don't think a lot of you know the yeah you know, i i hate to say normal people <laughs> <laughs> would look on like the pokemon event finder for that unless it, they know because oh absolutely Pokemon Go Hub, Silf Road, and like bazillions of discords are dedicated to just Pokemon Go, and half the people in there don't even know what to expect out of the rest of Gen 4 Pokemon. So, mm-hmm. like, there's a huge gap of like 
knowledge and like disconnect from the normal Pokemon community. And while I love seeing other people get involved, it's kind of like, hey, there's so much more you could be doing. And I try to explain it whenever I can. Like, here are some cool upcoming Pokemon and, you know, Pokemon Go, like Hydreigon or Garchomp or something like that. And they're like, wow, those are so cool. How do you know they're coming out? And I'm like, I searched for them. <laughs> but Niantic hasn't even designed them yet. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, I don't know. It's going to be weird. The Pokemon Go scene is definitely its own beast and it can stay that way. <laughs> I want to see Pokemon Go connectivity between all of the future games. <laughs> I think we're going to get that in a super roundabout way. It's going to be it's going to be almost as bad as getting your Gen 3 Pokemon all the way to Gen 7. <laughs> it's going to be like, okay, so if you have Pokemon Let's Go, you can connect your Pokemon Go to Pokemon Let's Go, and then Pokemon Let's Go lets you PokeTransport them into the Pokemon Bank, and then for Pokemon Bank, they can go to the Gen 8 games. So easy, right? So easy. And it's only Kanto Pokemon. Only need to purchase four hundred and twenty dollars worth of hardware. <laughs> right. It's great because yeah, and then it's only Kanto Pokemon for now. But wait for let's go let's go Giraffe Rig, and we're gonna get sweet Pokemon Go connectivity with Gen two. Yeah. Woo. Yeah. <laughs> let's go Giraffe Rig. Children screaming in the background. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I imagine it's like the one guy from Avatar The Last Airbender just like freaking out and foaming at the mouth. <laughs> oh, no. Sokka? Or... No, it's not Sokka. There's just like a, a random guy. Yeah, ba- random background guy. I, I know the scene you're talking about. <laughs> well, they bring him back. They bring him back a ton. So I guess that's it. We'll, we'll wrap that up there and we're going to kick it on over because we haven't talked about the news for two weeks now because I was a dummy bear last week. So we are going to go ahead and kick it on over to the news. Coming to you live from the Lavender Town Radio Tower, this just in! And welcome to the news. The news has a bunch of stuff in it because it's been two weeks since Thatch was able to do it because I was a dummy bear last week. I can't stress that enough. I was so I was so stupid last week. But in the news, there's a few things. One, if you live in China and you somehow listen to this podcast, Pokemon Quest is available for you to download. Cool. Yep. That's the game that everybody was just like, man, I can't wait to get my hands on Pokemon Quest. Granted, I will say the one good thing that came out of Pokemon Quest are the plushes that exist for it. I don't know if you guys have seen them. That's true. Yes. That's true. Those are adorable. Those are pretty cute. And they stack. Yes. Because they like red on each other and stuff. Yeah, because they're just just squares. It's Minecraft Pokemon. Like You thought putting Z in front of your name was edgy? How about angles on all of the Pokemon? (laughs) (laughs) Too edgy. Also, if you're playing Pokemon Go, like a lot of people nowadays... You can go get Totodile yesterday, or two days ago by the time you're listening to this, <laughs> for Community Day. Oh, yeah, right. <laughs> I was like, oh, that patch, that's today. That is today, but that's not. <laughs> that's two days from the episode being released. I'm not very smart. Um, And then tra- Tag Team for Pokemon, the trading card, is coming out. Uh, That's like in a month, right? And they, they've just been dropping set after set. Beginning of February, pre-releases start, I think, on the 20th of this month, so next weekend or so. So excited. I know. We're we're like in the slow Pokemon, mo- like, slow Pokemon news cycle right now because, I mean, wait till February. Yeah. In February, we're going to be like, man, I can't wait to speculate about Pokemon Thatch and Scrawn version. 
<laughs> it's gonna be it's gonna be so much fun. I mean, it's always gonna be Thatch and Scrawn version. It's fine. That's what it's gonna be in my heart. And so that I think that means we have to get different versions, Scrawn. Oh. So we should coordinate. <laughs> uh do i get the cooler regionals or the cooler exclusives so you get whatever Catherine chooses probably oh okay i gotcha i, I i'll trust her judgment yeah i always get the chef because she always chooses <laughs> and she and then i get the other one so that she can complete the pokedex <laughs> because she'll be super into it for like a month trying to complete the pokedex and everything I'm just waiting. I I can't wait to have to wait for another three months after that game comes out for bank compatibility. That's going to be my favorite part. <laughs> That'll be great. Yeah. Waiting for the unannounced date that Pokemon Bank is compatible with uh, with these new games. Please understand, That's, though. Please understand. Also, for those of you who follow the VGC scene, we have finally switched over to the Moon series of VGC 2019 because they realized that the Ultra series rules, which are, would be the typical rules for the season, were too bre- broken, and they didn't want to get that a whole year to develop. So, for those of you unaware, right now VGC is entering the Moon series, which uh, before in the Sun series you weren't allowed Megas, you weren't allowed Z crystals. However, now you are allowed Z crystals. That's pretty much the only difference. You're allowed Z crystals. And two Pokemon, uh, what do they call these? I think they call them restricted Pokemon. I, I'm, I'm thinking about the, the, yeah, the name. Yeah, I think they like, call them restricted Pokemon or something like that. You're allowed two of Mewtwo, Lugia, Ho-Oh, Kyogre, Groudon, Rayquaza. Box legendaries. Yeah, box art legendaries plus Mewtwo, I think, is the answer. Yeah. Oh, also Cosmog. Only Cosmog. I think somebody actually top cut with like a Cosmog or a Cosmo M, though, <laughs> at one of these things. That sounds so cool. <laughs> it sounds really weird, but it can definitely happen. Yeah. Also, Dragon Ascent is banned as well, obviously, because no Mega Ray Ray for you. As well as Ultra Necrosium Z, but who's going to use that? Uh, not this round, anyway. I mean, it's not bad. Dude, Ultra Necrozma's broken, Oh, yeah, man. that... Yeah. Like, we thought that Mega Ray Ray was bad. Ultra Necrozma, like, the only bad thing about Ultra Necrozma is it takes, like, two turns to, like, get it set up. And you can't uh, Z move on the turn you transform. That's kind of a bummer, too. That's the only bummer, though. <laughs> yeah. It's the only yeah. bummer. I traded my uh, golden Ultra Necrozma to some loser. Yeah, that weirdo. <laughs> <laughs> it was Seth. <laughs> it was me. Immediately swapped it out of my deck. <laughs> oh, God. You guys are hilarious. I named it Blanche because it's a golden girl. Oh, my God. I love it. Moving on. Heatran is now the level five raid boss in Pokemon Go. It has been for like two Yeah, weeks. it has been, and it's going to be leaving on the 15th. Yeah. <laughs> Just letting you know. <laughs> so it will be until Tuesday. So get that. Also in Pokemon Go, they're doing something where they're doing a limited research day, where in a three-hour window, you will find research to obtain encounters for Feebas. Yep. It's the reveal of Shiny Feebas, too. Yeah, Shiny Feebas will be there as well. It runs January 19th in Europe and America, and January 20th in Asia Pacific. Just look at your clocks, and it's pretty much the same as normal times for everything Pokemon Go-wise. It's it's next weekend. It's next weekend. So just go get your shiny Feebas if you want one of those. Also, a new Pokemon Battle Competition Ultra Sun Ultra Moon was announced. It's not an international championship or something like that. It is now called the Simple Symphony. This is a single battle competition using special rules where only Pokemon of a single type can be used, excluding mythical Pokemon and various legendary Pokemon. Megastones can also not be used. Cool. 
online monotype. Yay! But it's not like mo- true monotype where it's like you make a monotype team, like you make a team of monotypes. That's really cool. That's actually a really interesting meta. This Oh, okay. Of a single type, yeah. Yeah, okay. this runs from January 24th to January 25th. Yeah, the Pokemon they have as like the, uh, what do I want to say, the poster children of this are uh, Zoroark, Excelgor, Machamp, and Alakazam right now. So like that's the kind of the idea. Like you could have all of those on a team. Oh, I misread that. Okay, yeah, that makes... Registration starts on the 17th through and goes to the 24th, and you can run the battles from the 25th to the 27th. I might join in on that just so I can stream it. That sounds like a fun format. And I'm sure there's already some kind of meta online for it. Somebody probably already broke it and it's just like, here are the best Pokemon for it. So that's the Pokemon community for you. I don't know if there's any other news um, other than the UUTC here at Puckle has started. So it's going to be a blast. We haven't decided on the prize yet for the winner. Uh, too bad because it's too late to sign up anyway, but you can get your Puckle points. I want five of the Raikou theme decks from Lost Thunder. No. Five. That nobody bought. <laughs> <laughs> Dennis Dennis bought one, I think. Oh, and, I'm sorry, Dennis. <laughs> but you can, of course, check that out if you would like. You can go ahead and go over to the... Uh, <laughs> You can go ahead and check out the UUTC. We're going to be posting videos on YouTube for that during the course of the tournament, and it'll be a lot of fun. Uh, also, if you want to keep getting Puckle points, you could do so in various ways. Puckle points will help you get into the Puckle tournament at the end of the year, where we're going to have a much bigger prize. Probably something like, I don't know, maybe a Nintendo Switch? I don't know. Whoa! Whoa! Hype! Oh it's my amazing. god! Ah! Yeah. Honestly, though, like that's not that's not too down. Down, I don't know. That's that's a good price, and that's. I think really that's fun. like I think that's like a solid price for like the amount of work and time you have to invest to get there. <laughs> like because you have to end up joining like four tournaments. Essentially, you have to end up then getting getting points from those tournaments, and you have to probably go to almost all of the battle clinics. But that's still really awesome. Like yeah, I love this new tournament thing that we're doing. It's really cool. Yeah, so if you want more information about that, that is going to be on our Discord server. You guys can check that out. Right now, Thatch is in the lead with 10 points, tied with like five other people, but (laughs) I have 10 points. It's okay. He'll get to the final round and then throw it so that it... Not this time. There's a switch on the line, Scrawn. (laughs) So what you're saying is you're going to buy yourself a switch? (laughs) Yes. (laughs) But I'm going to win it. I'm going to win it. I'm going to win a Switch so I can pawn it off the GameStop. <laughs> I just need... I, I'm I'm kind of hoping there's like a Pokemon variant this year because we're going to get the Pokemon... Well, we just got the Let's Go Pikachu, Let's Go Eevee variant. I'm hoping there's like a true Pokemon variant this year, though. Ooh, that's a tough one. Because I will upgrade to that one. Because <laughs> they'd have to make like two different models or something. I think that we might see a Switch revision this year. I think I've said this on the show before, but the way I see a Switch revision going isn't going to be that drastic. I think you'll see one of two things or both of these things. You're either going to see a better battery life in the Switch, or two, you're just going to see a larger screen. Because if you look at the Switch now, there's just like a giant bezel on it, and they could definitely take the time to like shrink that bezel down. So I, I think that would be the Switch revision we'll see, because the Joy-Cons kind of limit them. I wouldn't rule out one that has the Joy-Cons physically attached to it that you can just connect more to. I wouldn't rule that, like a 2DS. It'd be hard to sync the Joy-Cons, because it's really hard to sync Joy-Cons without just being able to slap them on a Switch. Right, yeah. That's my only my only concern with that. But we could talk about that on our Nintendo podcast. We're never starting. <laughs> 
So we're going to end it there, and we're going to kick things over to Puckle's Poke Quiz, where we're going to quiz your co-host on their innate Pokemon knowledge. And welcome to Puckle's Pokey Quiz, where we're going to quiz your co-host on their innate Pokemon knowledge. That means you guys can't use browsers, you can't use the internet, you can only use each other. Today, we're going to have Scrawn and Seth Vilo working together as a team to earn up to seven points. There are going to be five questions that they're going to try to answer, each question worth one point. However, one has a bonus point, and they also have a lifeline and a hint that they can use throughout the process. But if they get all the questions correct without using the hint, they get seven points. They are racing against their fellow co-hosts to a race to 30, and which they will win a $20 credit to Tee Public to buy a shirt, a mug, a poster of themselves, whatever they want. <laughs> this, of course, is brought to you by AnimeGravy.com, where you can go buy a bunch of cool artwork over there. They, have, they even have a Green Taurus poster. It's great. So check out Anime Gravy. They are sponsoring this segment for this, this trivia run. So if you want to go give them some love, go ahead and do it. Without further ado, though, we are going to jump right into these questions if you guys are ready. Brought to you by the fans of the Puckle Podcast. You could submit your own trivia over at our Discord in the trivia channel. Just drop it in there. If you've got questions that we think are good, we'll ask them to our co-host and make sure that they can't answer them. <laughs> All right. If you guys are ready, I've got this question loaded up. we got a nice softball for you. Okay. Bring it on. All right. Our first question. What evolved Pokemon, other than the Evolutions, doesn't share any typing with its base form? Other than the evolutions, uh, it'd be masquerade. No, that's bug. Um, yeah, that's part bug. Um, um, wouldn't it be no, no Mega no. Altaria? <laughs> I don't think that. I don't think that counts though. No. Well, yeah, technically correct, but not does not count for the question. Um, <laughs> right. With its base form, oh my gosh! <laughs> it might be a dragon. Like I, I want to say dragons something. But, like, what turns into a dragon? No, it can't be that. No, I don't think anything becomes a dragon that wasn't yeah, at least part of it. Strange. Well, other didn't share like something. Like Swablu and Trapinch and stuff like that. But yeah. yeah. I like you said it's a softball, but here we are struggling. Um, I'm sorry. I thought this was a softball. <laughs> well, I'm sorry. I'm not as smart as you. doesn't share anything with its base form. I'm assuming it's going to be a three-stage thing, because that gives it two stages to lose everything. It's not a starter. My mind is hard at work. Yeah. I'll get, you have the hint. <laughs> that seems a bit premature. I know, right? Question one, just break out the hint. Oh, no. Okay, maybe if we're running low on time. Yeah. Um, you are running low on time. But. Mm -hmm. uh, okay, give it. Go give for it. The hint. Uh, this is a two-stage, so it's a it's a basic, then a stage one. Oh, that's... Oh, oh man. <sighs> oh, dear. And it's a particular form of a Pokemon. Okay. Huh. Okay. Like a form. So like an evolution that's a form. So like an Alolan form or something. Oh, Marowak. Right, right. Alolan Marowak. Yep. Alolan Marowak is correct. That gives you guys one point today. Uh apparently that was not the softball. Maybe <laughs> this next one will be. Well, we try. Awesome. <laughs> so this next one is, what is the only non-grass-type Pokemon to evolve by using a sunstone? Crud. Um, okay, so originally it was only Sunkern and 
the other Blossom, band, uh, I think. Blo- Sunkern and Oddish. Uh, no, Gloom. So yeah. They didn't introduce another Sunstone Pokemon until Gen 5, which you have Lilligant and Whimsicott. And then Gen 6, they might have added another. I get this feeling it's going to be a fire type, but I don't know. Yeah. Here I am thinking I'm smart, but here I am being stupid. Um, mm. Wow, we're the best, Scrawn. We we are the best. Is yeet an acceptable answer? <laughs> I will accept the answer, but it may not be <laughs> no, correct. It's not no. correct. <laughs> oh, man. It is a Gen 6 Pokemon. Gen 6 Pokemon? Too bad it's my Kalos. worst. <laughs> okay. There's only like 80 to pick from, so... 69. That was close. <laughs> 69. Uh, what's something sunny in Kalos? Is it... No, it's not Florges. No. This Pokemon kind of like has a thing that it can put out, kind of like a solar, uh, a solar panel. Is it? Oh, Heliolisk. Heliolisk is correct. That was a free hint, but we got two hints for one set. That's a new record. I feel like Aladdin. <laughs> two for two. All right. So this next one, all the questions, all the questions today are, um, they are answerable with just Pokemon. They, uh. all the answers are Pokemon. This one I found was really interesting. And I think this one's a little bit tough. I will not help you with this one. Oh, as it turns out, the ground type move spikes can only be learned by one ground type Pokemon. And I want to know what ground type Pokemon can actually learn spikes. Huh? What? Yeah. Cause you always see it on stuff like Rose Raid or Frostlass. Yeah. You never see it on a ground type. Something at the back of my head says Stunfisk. No, that's just Stealth Rock. Okay. Um. Oof. There's no grass ground type. I was thinking Cacturn, but that's not ground. It's just yeah. immune to deserts. Um. I will say this Pokemon is not part grass type. Yeah. Okay. That that is helpful. Oof. Wow. <laughs> Why does Sand Slash come to mind? Because it has spikes on its back. Yeah, probably. I think that's another one that's just Stealth Rock and Rapid Spin. That's what's tying the hazards to it. Huh. Only one sp- ground-type spiker. Hmm. Like I said a minute ago, I thought I was so smart, but apparently no. I, I know it's not OU, because the only spikers in OU are Ferrothorn and Greninja, apparently. I think it was OU for a while. It was OU for a while? Let me double-check before I say anything. It was definitely UU. At one point. I don't I think it was OU for like a little bit. <laughs> In that case, wouldn't it be like Gastrodon or something? Nope, that doesn't learn any hazards. Okay. Uh is I guess it's always UU ban list. UUBL? Yeah. Check that out. Uh, I'm gonna need an answer though. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh my word. Give it your best bet, Seth. Oh my word. Episode. Ah! All the pressure's on you. I know. Yeah. <laughs> Looks like I'm not getting that T public credit. Thank no. <laughs> Dang it. Um, that sweet, sweet credit. If it's UUBL, that definitely rules out garbage like Sand Slash, though. So at least they're there. Don Fan? No, that's just rocks and spinning. You know all this stuff. It's a But I don't know the right answer. What? 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 What did it's you a, say? It might be a bunny. Oh, got no. it. What? Um, dig, uh, Diggersby. Diggersby. That Diggersby dough is correct. Big chungus. <laughs> wow, we got three hints for one this time. 
<laughs> I'm being too nice to you guys. I can't believe I didn't think these were gonna you're gonna struggle this hard. I'm, I'm having such a hard time. It is good and it's usable in OU. What is wrong with me? It is the only ground type Pokemon though that can learn spikes. It's so weird. That is weird. And no one uses it for that though. <laughs> they all use it for huge power. This next question has very little to do with Pokemon, but Pokemon are the answer. Ah. This one has your bonus type or bonus point. There are two Pokemon that you can list here. You'll get one point for each. So what two Pokeball Pokemon have been in every version of Super Smash Brothers? There are two Pokemon that will always that have always been available for this Pokemon to come out of the Pokeballs. Um, I wanna say Electrode is one. Because that's always available, pretty much. Uh-huh. When did the first one come out? Probably like Electrode and Mew. That sounds... Because I'm just thinking back, because I know Electrode was in the original, at least. Yeah. Because you, like, throw it and stuff. Mm-hmm. It wouldn't be Pikachu or anything like that, because that's, you know, a, car- a fighter. Yeah. That is true. <laughs> thank, thank you, you thank you God. thank you <laughs> voice that from above <laughs> um, yeah i'm i'm not very versed in the world of super smash so i trust you on i Electrode. can name stuff i recognize uh goldine maybe i think goldine was a recent more recent addition because they removed if so they might have removed magic harp or something um i know electrode Mew is I'm gonna need your answers. Like, super rare encounter. Okay, let's just go Mew and Electrode. Sounds good to That's me. That's fine with you, Seth. Okay. Mew and Electrode are correct and incorrect. Uh, Mew has been available since the beginning. Electrode has not. Oh. Uh, in fact, it has been. It was actually Goldine. Goldine has been in every single one of them. Oh, really? Dang it. Yeah. <laughs> huh. so that's four for four though, right now with uh, an immense amount of help. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, Electrode, I believe, got dropped out. Let me see. I will look it up because I think Electrode's back. Uh, Electrode actually wasn't in the first one. It's been in everyone since the last one. It was just available in the Saffron City um, Silphco Tower. But that gives you... Well, yeah, that that must have been what I was thinking about because like, I know it had appeared when I was playing the old one. Mm-hmm. It might have just been in that context of the stage. All right. So the next one is your base deck question. This is question number five. And we want to know, what Fire-type Pokemon has the highest base special defense of any Fire-type Pokemon? Oof. I think it's, I think it's Ho-Oh, because that has base 154, which is what? immense. That's really big. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's that. I, I'm trying to think if there's anything else, but that's my A answer. That's one thick bird. That is one thick bird. <laughs> that's one thick turkey, as Thatch would say. For instance, are there any Megas? Are there any weirdly defensive fire types like a Torkoal or something like that? I, Heatran? Uh, that's 107. I know that. Wow. How do you specifically know that? I When I was really bored in, in school, I would write down base stats of things that were important. So that's how I know the actual numbers themselves sometimes. I'm cool with the Big Bird. Big Bird. I can't think of anything outside of that one. So yeah, we'll go Ho-Oh. Ho-Oh is correct ho is the highest base special defense of with a base 154 <laughs> because seth just writes things down in his notebooks when he's in school taking wasting his time i haven't done that for a I while like, i like being on shows with seth do you though so that gives you guys yeah. five points today that that does move around the ladder a little bit because <laughs> there's four people on it now uh so 
Scrawn's the first person to uh there are there are five people on it now, thank you very much. <laughs> and so we're gonna go ahead and we're gonna we're gonna go ahead, we're gonna sort these columns. And so in first place right now we have Scrawn with ten points. Ah, spicy meatball. Followed up by Sublime and Jushiro tied for second. It's kind of like that Tauros episode of Pokemon where you didn't realize Ash caught all those Tauros because they didn't get the episode, but they got the points for being on the episode last week. They are both at six points. And then tied for fourth place, we have Basket and Seth Vila with five points. Everybody else has yet to get on the board. They're just losers. They're fine. Lame. <laughs> all right. So we are going to kick it on over from here, guys, after this short break to the topic. Hey there, Pucklonians, it's Professor Snag. Thanks for listening to the Puckle Podcast. If you want more Puckly goodness, there are several ways you can do that. If you want to chat with hosts and other community members, join our Discord server. There's always someone there to talk about anything Pokemon. Make sure you follow and like us on all of our social media outlets like Facebook, Twitter, and Reddit. Come watch us on Twitch at the Puckle Podcast and get in on the action where Joshiro plays the TCG online and Thatch does viewer battles. If you are able, please consider supporting us on Patreon, where you get exclusive gifts, such as Puckle TCG cards and access to bonus content. Or just go to our Public store and buy a t-shirt. All funds go right into the podcast and make the community better for you. And if you haven't done so already, make sure you subscribe to our new channel, Puckle Plus, where you can find me hosting Game Corner each month, Jushiro hosts the TCG cast, and lots of extra content including Movie Club, Battlecast, and the Puckle Live Shows. Thanks for listening, and as always, help control the breedject population. Get your ditto spayed and neutered. And welcome to the topic. Our topic today is going to be Pokemon Mewtwo Strikes Back Evolution, the trailer. I tried talking about this last week, but then it got deleted because of reasons. <laughs> but I think it's a really interesting thing. For those of you who haven't seen, this came out about two weeks ago. We got a trailer for the 2019 movie. The 2019 movie this year is apparently going to be Mewtwo Strikes Back Evolution, a remake of Pokemon, the first movie, Mewtwo Strikes Back. So what is he striking back about? So that's like the Giovanni thing. Remember, he's created, he's really upset about it, and Why then he's he just like, I'm going to blow this created? up. Isn't there, wasn't there like a girl who was like trying to be cloned and so, she got cloned accidentally from Mew and then absorbed their consciousnesses accidentally because he's so powerful as a psychic? No, that's the plot so, of Portal. Part of that is so like so like <laughs> <That's> true. <laughs> I would say what you said is like twenty five percent true. <laughs> Wasn't that established okay. in a later movie? So um. it's not in a later movie. It's actually like a cut scene from the first movie. There's like a fifteen oh, yeah, minute yeah, segment yeah. from the beginning of the first movie that's just cut with like baby Mewtwo in it, meeting that's some right. girl, and then she dying. And then Mewtwo did not absorb her. Just throwing that out there. I thought he, like, sort of had such rampant psychic power that he couldn't control it. Well, he was really upset about it, and so he, he like, there were issues with it because he was sad about her loss. It wasn't really that he absorbed her. It was just she died because he was the first of clones to survive. There's also, like, a clone Charmander, Bulbasaur, Squirtle with the go along with that. That's right. And so that never actually made it into the final cut of the movie because it was, quote-unquote, too dark for the kids which is uh, probably true uh-huh. but for the for like late 90s kids probably not too dark today's kids <laughs> probably a little too dark this doesn't have minecraft in it <laughs> why isn't youtube dancing <laughs> so i so if they do remake this movie i kind of hope that they inject that into it because they have been going along with like these more mature themes in the last two movies there have been a couple of like really sad moments like in the Pokemon I Choose You movie last year, we had the Luxray that just randomly died, like helping yeah. the kid, and like that was part of his memory. And it was just like, wow, why did we have to have that moment? That hurt a little bit. 
Like I'm crying inside uh, and on the outside. And on the outside. But then, and then they did it again in the movie this year in The Power of Us. They did it again. Did they really? Yeah. Uh, for those of you, uh, this is spoiler alert for The Power of Us. So, like, oh, skip no. ahead 15 seconds. But what happens in The Power of Us is that there's an old lady who doesn't like want to associate with Pokemon. And that's because she used to run this power plant in town and it caught on fire and her Pokemon grabbed a key to give to her so she could turn the power plant on and like save no. the city this time. Bef- like, And it died in the fire. No. And that's why she doesn't want to be friends with Pokemon because she doesn't want to get hurt again. No. <laughs> and they just keep doing this. They just keep doing this. It's so sad. Connections we make to our friends. So I could totally see this in the string of like the last two Pokemon movies, them including something like that. That little 15 minute scene where you have Mewtwo discovering his humanity and then showing that it just gets crushed. I don't know how I feel in a couple of things. One, it being the 23rd anniversary and they're like, we're going to remake the the 22nd Pokemon movie is going to be a remake of the first Pokemon movie. Yeah. I don't know how I feel about that. I think I'd feel better about it if it was like the 25th anniversary of Pokemon and they were doing it. And we, we've talked several times on the show about how I just hate the nostalgia trip that we're going on. It's just a really long sequence of events. Yeah, I'm just getting exhausted by the nostalgia. I like that, you know, sort of break that we had where it's Black White, Black 2, and then Gen 6. That was a nice period of time. Yeah. Because he didn't have that nostalgia going on. But then once it, it kind of started with Oraz, and then it happened with Gen 7 because. No, it like, started in like, the next and Y. Yeah. It started the next and Y. How? Here's the Mega Kanto Evolution, starters. and you got a Kanto starter. Oh, that's true. Okay. So from Gen 6 <laughs> up through, like, you know, now. even Gen 7 with, like, the Alolan forms and yada, yada, yada. And then now with Let's Go. It's like, please stop the nostalgia needs to stop okay it just needs to stop i think the biggest breath of fresh air for me since 2013 in a pokemon game since 2013 mind you it's 2019 now so since 20 since 2013 the biggest breath of fresh air is when i went to ula ula island and i went into molly garden and they're like this is based on johto and i was like whoa we recognize there are other games in this franchise this is fantastic (laughs) yeah Yeah, a lot of the dialogue options kind of reference those places at time mm-hmm. well molly garden is based on johto that's what they said like the map right it looks like the map right mm-hmm. yeah i like in the games whenever you get like the you know specialty snack from the different regions and mm-hmm. like at some point you'll get like here's an old gateau and then you remember where you got that right. it's always games, old like, gateau oh. by the way <laughs> Or lava cookie. No, they're lava cookies. There's That's uh, rage candy bars. Uh, there's a Gen Five one. Oh, it's the, yeah, the the ice cream. Yeah, Castelia cone. Gen Six is the Shalur sable. Oh mm, yeah, that's right. And Gen Seven are the Malasadas. I feel like I always just remember it because I'll get handed an old gateau randomly, <laughs> and it's just like, ah, oh, this is a reference to oh, Gen Four. Okay, guys. I have an actual old gateau that I bought from the Pokemon Yeah, Center. I Just remember this. Never... Yeah, I had two of them. I ate one, but it tasted so bad I spit it out. So I'm saving the other one for, like, if we do, like, a giveaway in the future so someone else can experience my pain. Like, why was it... Okay, so now I need a description. Like, this is completely off topic, but I need to, I need to understand what it tastes like. Okay, so it has, like, the consistency of, like, oh, man... 
a hard pudding bar with none of the sweetness. Okay. And it sort of looks like the color of syrup. Yeah. But when you bite into it, it tastes more like rice that has been sitting out for too long. That's a very apt description. You should be a food critic. <laughs> Maybe. That's really that would weird. Be a cool job. I'll eat that. Like if we do another like stream that's way too long. <laughs> I'll send it to you. I'll eat it on stream. I'll send you my old gateau. It has like a little rotom on the packaging. <laughs> that's so cute. That, the packaging sounds cool. cute now. Yeah. Maybe we'll do that because I do want to do another. Well, I think the next stream we'll do, I think it's going to be like a Patreon goal. Like if we hit like $500 a month on Patreon, we'll do like a 12 hour stream or like two consecutive 12 hour streams because if we're never again doing a 24 hour stream. That was too much. I was so sleepy. Back to Pokemon Mewtwo Strikes Back Evolution. Uh, I want to know how you guys feel about them remaking the first movie because I'm super uncomfortable with it. I'm ready to be amazed. Like seeing, especially if you've seen the 20 seconds of trailer that we got, the animation for it looks really cool. Like they don't make Mewtwo look kind of weird like in... It's a really cool games. 3D animation. So that's something else I didn't mention is yeah. that there's like a change in animation style they're going for as well. It's like this 3D model CGI. I think they waited the necessary amount of time for it to go from like bad 90 CGI yeah. to good like, hey, this doesn't look bad. This is a nice cartoonish CGI. That actually looks like Mewtwo kind mm-hmm. of a thing. And that I'm excited for that. I'm ready to see what they do to make it different. I'm ready to see what mythical they randomly drop in. Oh my gosh, if they just randomly <laughs> drop in a mythical. Oh man. So yeah, we just got Zero Aura, that's true. So there's no new mythical to drop and in. And Marshadow and the one before it. So yeah. Mel Metal is probably good. Oh, Meltan will probably get dropped in. That's this is gonna be like gonna be my Meltan. Or Melt Metal, yeah. This might be a bit off, you know, from what you might normally discuss about the movie, but I think that the cultural sort of placement isn't there in this decade. What do you mean? If you know what I'm talking what I mean is that like whenever the original Mewtwo came out, it was sort of like the bridge from the nineties to the two thousands. Uh these kids of technology, uh our generation had just started sort of like largely deviating from their parents. And so you have that sort of connection with like Mewtwo and stuff, like rebelling against his masters and stuff. But now like technology's so embedded in our culture and stuff like that that you have Miss Mewtwo, like, there's less of this idea of me against the world, like, what is this power? And it's mo- more of, like, uh, we are sort of a society as a whole. It's really hard. Okay, never mind. I think it's more of a let's go Pikachu and Eevee just came out. Yeah. Let's cash in on some more nostalgia. <laughs> then that makes more sense. Let's go with that. Yeah. <laughs> it, it makes sense in my in my scrambled egg of a mind. And, I mean, there is going to be, because Mewtwo's in it, there's going to be the theme of technology versus nature. Just, just be comfortable with that. So... One thing I, I think saw, it's just a theme in a lot of things. Yeah, especially Pokemon things. That's a common mm-hmm. recurring theme. One thing I'm curious about is why is it the tagline or subtitle that it is? Why is it evolution? Is it because it's now CGI? Is it because we're about to get, I don't know, Mega 2? Is it because this will be Mewtwo X's debut um, in, in a movie, rather? So, that's true. We haven't gotten an anime form of Mewtwo X. Yeah. That's very it true. It was just the Y in the Genesect movie. We've had X in Pokken, but I that's the only place I can think of that X exists. 
Yeah, I don't know. I, I If they put Mega Evolution in, that'd be interesting. I think they're calling it Evolution probably because of the animation style. Mm-hmm. There's also been word on the street that the animation style is going to hit the anime itself as well. What? Yeah, which would be weird. I don't know if I feel okay with that. Well, I heard, actually, um, so this is from last week's discussion that nobody else heard but me. <laughs> it's actually, it's apparently, according to Jushiro, it's actually cheaper for people to just make these 3D models and then animate those than oh. it is to make a traditional anime now because you, instead of having to animate each frame individually... Right. You can just, you know, computer control it and make it go do whatever you want it to do. Let's just cut the animation altogether and make them in Roblox. I do have to say this. You were <laughs> you were gone before this part of the segment, but Seth and I were talking. At least they waited to turn Pokemon CGI. I, and when, like, CGI wasn't, like, the garbage, like, 90s Roblox CGI, it's actually solid. It's, like, a really good animation. At least the trailer was. And I'd be okay if they give something of that quality out to us in terms of Pokemon. Now, what I really, really hope that Pokemon does in the future, because I could see the Pokemon anime possibly coming to an end in its current form, and it's probably not going to. This is like a really just like wild, this is more of a wish list than I think it is like a realistic scenario, because Ash will probably go to whatever Gen 8 region exists, and we're not going to get anything Mm -hmm. new. But Mm -hmm. the, the creators of the anime themselves have said that when Ash wins a league, the anime will be over. Right, and so Ash is in Alola, and the whole point of Alola is that the trainer character becomes the first champion of Alola. Now, granted, they just inter- they just inter- uh, introduced How to the anime, so they'll probably make it How as the first champion of Alola or whatever. He'll be the person that just beats Ash like last minute, whatever. It's fine. Ash doesn't even have six Pokemon. What? But I, if they let Ash win because he's the pl- he's the quote unquote player character, he'll win a he'll win a tournament. He'll be the champion, and we'll see no more Ash. What I really would hope for is let it be over. Yeah, I would love for a just a new fresh take on a new character in the anime. Somebody, I mean, we could still have Pikachu. It's, it's fine. Pikachu's great. I think that would be a big move for Pokemon because then you get rid of the Ash and Pikachu dynamic. But no, nope. we'll see how it goes. I don't know. Nope, nope, nope. Not gonna nope, happen. Give, nope. him, give the Pikachu a baseball. Oh, I don't think it's gonna like, happen. I, I think we're like just gonna get Marty McFly sort of, you know, life fest and call him Pikachad. <laughs> one uh randomly, one thing about the Mewtwo movie that I thought was interesting, just from a little bit more that I was looking into. If mm-hmm. if I'm correct, and you might know a little bit more about this than me, Scron, the in the very beginning of the trailer, Mewtwo is saying, you know, who am I? what am I at the kind of things. But from that, it sounds like they might've gotten the original Japanese voice actor for Mewtwo to reprise the part. I have no idea. I, I, I hope think... we get Dan green. Yeah. Right. Like in the dub, I hope it's Dan green. Yeah. If it's not Dan green, I'm going to feel really betrayed. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. So with that, <laughs> I... plus um, just reprising the exact same lines, I don't, I don't know how much the plot's going to deviate from the original. I don't think it's going to deviate. I think we might get something like, Oh look, a Meltan. Yeah. And like in the background, not even like full on Meltan. This is going to be Meltan in the background. And we'll get some cool Mew nonsense. I think they're really just going to be pushing the Let's Go crowd. I think that's really what they're trying to do. Like, hey, at the same time, we're going to update the animation. It's not going to be the same thing. It's different enough that we can push the same movie out and people can share not only the video game that they grew up with as kids, but also the movie that they grew up with as kids. Yeah. And I think that's probably more what they're going for. And I mean, I'm going to go pay them money to see this again and I'll feel dirty afterwards. 
What if uh, the, I hope they remake Pikachu's Vacation to go with it, though. Oh, that That'd would be great. Be cool. Yeah, <clears throat> Pikachu's Vacation would be great. I would love to see that. And uh, just give me CGI Pikachu's Vacation. There we right? go. The one thing I am worried about in that animation style, though, is I want to see humans. I want to see what humans look like in that animation style. Yeah. I I don't know how I'll react to a 3D animated version of Ash Ketchum. <laughs> I don't know how I'm going to feel about it. Yeah. That's why we go with Roblox. You know what to expect. The expressionless smile of Ash Ketchum. The other thing that I think is really interesting that we haven't discussed is that Brock and Misty are also kind of like big characters in the Pokemon movie, the first one. Mm. They've been gone from the anime for a while. Mm. Well, they did start to re- reintroduce them in the Alola uh, series. Brock has a girlfriend. Did they come back? Yeah, Brock is now dating Olivia. It's great. Uh, they're exactly the same characters. What? So it makes sense. What? Yeah. Isn't that perfect? Oh it's a very God. sturdy I'm relationship. I'm so happy for her. <laughs> I'm so happy for Olivia. Oh, my God. I'm happy for Olivia, not for Brock. God. I don't care about Brog. He's a horn dog. <laughs> <laughs> no, but like in the in the games, it's like with Olivia and like all the stuffles. Like she's just searching for a man. <laughs> she is. Um, she is. <laughs> it's heavily <laughs> implied the in the game. It's ever. heavily implied. That's the greatest thing ever. <laughs> yeah, I hope they find love. So Brock and Misty have been reintroduced to the anime, probably for this reason though, because of the movie is coming out and that way the people are still familiar with the characters when they're in the movie More palatable mm-hmm. yeah it's just, it's just not like because i mean that was 20 years ago and then you're just going to switch it over and these kids are going to be like what do you mean who's this brock guy who's this misty girl right i and, want a live action pokemon movie where brock still doesn't open his eyes so we're getting a live action <laughs> pokemon movie in may it's called Sweet. detective pikachu <laughs> I I think that's Cameo? the movie I'm more scared. I I'm more excited for. Yeah. Right. Oh, one hundred fifty percent. Also, at some point, there must have just been like a massive media push to like non Pokemon fans because all at once about the Detective Pikachu movie, my my mom started texting me about it, right? and then like some friends of mine who don't play Pokemon were texting me about it. Like all of a sudden, like just two weeks ago, they just started asking me about it. I think one of the big things there is that it's showing up in movie theater. Uh, oh you know what that's, that's what it probably is. it because my mom came back from a video from a movie that she saw and she's like did you see about this live action pokemon thing and i'm like uh-huh yep <laughs> yep i was there yep but yeah she, I, she was I always get amazed when people show me pokemon stuff like in terms of just like media content <laughs> like not not like puckle people but like in terms of just like my my lay pokemon friends you know what i mean yeah my friends who aren't just like super Pokemon based, but you know, they're, they, they like Pokemon well enough and they'll just be like, did you see this? I'm like, yeah, like three months ago. Uh, I'm just like, are you not aware that like I run a po like you, you're aware that I run a Pokemon podcast and like, I keep up with the news at like a very high level. And if something's out, I know about it within like two days. Like, yeah, obviously I know about this. Occasionally there'll be some gems in there though. They'll find like, they'll find me some cool little product that I'll have to buy or something. Well, now I have PokemonCenter.com, so... Like Pillsbury cookies with Pikachus and Pokeballs in them that are available at a Walmart near you right now? Kind of. Those They're not They're not super available right now. They're supposed to launch in May and be like a May through... Yeah. Um, August. A May through August thing to coincide with the Pokemon... Mo- with the Detective Pikachu movie. Uh-huh. 
So just throwing that out there. Yes. But they are out there. You can get the Pillsbury cookies I if you want to be unhealthy and get diabetes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. If you think really hard about it, every cookie is shaped like either a Voltorb or a Jigglypuff from a Technically puff. not wrong. That's not true because if you ever made Christmas cookies, these do not come out like circles. <laughs> then they're shaped like Snovers or something. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I'm doing that next year. I'm doing that next year. God, I'm writing this down. Uh, I'm doing this. Make Snover Christmas Make cookies. Pokemon Christmas cookies. <laughs> I'm doing this next year. It's going to be great. I'm not going to tell anybody about it. I'm just going to do it for myself. But I'm nice. going to do it. You just want to decapitate Pokemon. Well, I've always been into This is a completely off thing because I'm with the movie now. I've always but been into decapitating Pokemon. Not, not decapitating Pokemon per se, but I have been into... Like, I really want to just go make, like, really cool-looking cookies just once in my life. <laughs> like, do the proper icing and stuff. And then I'll probably do it once and then be done with it. Okay. You know, and this is the way to do it. Go do some Pokemon stuff. It'll be really cool. Do it with my Perler beads. It'll be fun. There you go. So, yeah. Uh, so, in, in closing, though, with this Pokemon movie, I, I am excited but also hesitant because I don't know if I want to see the same movie again. I'm also scared of what Ash Ketchum looks like in this animation style. <laughs> Um, I don't know how it's going to go. Maybe it'll be really good because it could just be like one of those like 3D animation styles more like if it's like a cleaned up. If you guys have seen this, this is an anime called Ruby. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I know what you're if it's like about. a more cleaned up version of that animation style, I'd be okay with it. Mm-hmm. I might also uh, point out, do we know for a fact that the entire movie is this style or is it just the trailer? It could just be the trailer. It yeah. could just be the trailer. You are right. Um, I would not be hesitant, though, if they just redid it, though, in this animation style, mm-hmm. because they need to do something different to make it, quote, quote unquote, Mewtwo Strikes Back Evolutions. Yep. Um, I hope that means we get Mewtwo Returns Evolutions. It's going to be Megas. Mewtwo Returns was so good. It's going to be Megas. Now that Misty and Brock are confirmed to be able to Mega, it's going to be Megas. Oh, my gosh. That would be so cool. That would be so cool. And he's striking uh, we'll back because he's a day. fighting type. What? Uh, <laughs> All right, we'll end it there before things get too crazy. <laughs> but so we're gonna t- to end the topic here, and we're gonna kick it on over, guys, to the Pokemon of the episode after this short break. Hey, everyone! You might have heard that Puckle will be represented in the United Pokemon Podcasters League or Upple by the Lavender Town Gengar and the Chan Medicham. If you want to help out Puckle, you can go to our T Public store by using the link in the show notes. As always, there you can find a Lavender Town Gengar and Chan Medicham swag, including T-shirts hoodies, stickers, and way more cool stuff such as mugs. Anything you could slap this logo on, you can grab it. So if you want to help out the show, help out the team, show your loyalty, show your support, that's a great way to go for it. Also, you can find a variety of other Pokemon designs there as well, including this really awesome Cinnabar Island Arcanine t-shirt that I thought was really awesome. So you guys can check that out. So be sure to head over to the Public and support the show if you want to. I will catch you guys on the flip-flop. And welcome to the Pokemon of the episode. The Pokemon of the episode this week is National Dex number 579, Reuniculus, the multiplying Pokemon. Did I say that right? Reuniculus. Reuniculus, maybe? Reuniculus, yeah, there we go. It's Alpha Sapphire Pokedex entry states, when Reuniculus shake hands, a network forms between their brains, increasing their psychic power. Uh, That's really 
cool. You know, I'd really like that psychic ability just to have, you know, like, if I shake someone's hands, we can both get psychic powers for right? a little bit. Or, like, mind melding. Yeah. Or, like, yeah, I'll, I'll go shake Thatch's hand and then, like, oh, now I understand. I picked that Pokedex entry specifically. Now I understand. Because you and I, Scrawn, are going to shake hands in this UUTC, because we're the ones who are bringing our jelly boy. <laughs> Let's bring the jelly. <laughs> so quick physics question before we, we go into anything like real. Uh, if a ranunculus touches another ranunculus, does it just do they just absorb each other? I don't think so. No, it's like, I think it's more like it's uh, like neurons. I think the idea is yeah, like based on the nervous system. It's where oh, they don't okay, actually okay, touch. Okay. Yeah. Mm, but like they you. touch, uh, but they don't touch, but they do, but at the same time they don't. Reuniculus is in the R-U-B-L, which means it's in the band list, so it's essentially U-U. But it does it is a pretty bulky boy with a base HP of 110, uh, not so great base attack of 65, a base defense of 75, meh, base 125, special attack, an alright base special defense of 85, and a paltry speed of 30. It's not very fast, I'll give you that. No, it's not fast. It's not meant to be fast. It's- it's powerful though, and he gets three like decent abilities. Like they're not terrible abilities. Mm-hmm. Like magic guard, overcoat, and regenerator. There's, yeah, they're some of the best abilities in the game. All three of those are like okay options. Like regenerators, I regenerator and magic coat. I'll see more. I could see more use for. But in certain settings, I could definitely see overcoat being useful as well. Overcoat is more like you know against powder protection and stuff, and mm-hmm. weather things like that. But at the same time, magic guard does the same thing. And his move pool yeah. isn't completely yeah. terrible. It's the only not... Pokemon that learns Thunder, but not Thunderbolt, if I'm correct. That is that is an interesting factoid. And something that should... If that is true, we should make that a trivia question for next week. Co-hosts, <laughs> don't listen to this episode. <laughs> they probably already don't, so it's okay. <laughs> Oh, that's rough. I've been <laughs> listening to old Puckle episodes. You have been. That is true. Another fun uh, fact is Duosian does not... Well, Duosian has the exact same special attack stat as Reuniclus. It does. And so you just run the Eviolite, and he's probably a little bit bulkier. What? Yeah. yeah. What? <laughs> yeah. What? True story. All no. right, moving on though. Uh, <laughs> Wait, what makes what makes Reuniclus better? It's then? bulk. It, it's bulk, and you it, so you don't get the HP stat that Duosion gets, and you get like the extra item slot too, and you get the item slot. Gotcha. Yeah. yeah, and Reuniclus is already okay. begging to be hit by knockoff, so Duosion at some point will be, and it'll lose the Eviolite, which is the reason to run it. You'd rather just run either a Z Crystal, a Life Orb with Magic mm-hmm. Guard, um, leftovers, Rocky, or Helming, some lefties, any of those. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it looks like that. the moves like aren't that crazy to run on it. I mean, you get you he gets Calm Mind, which you should probably run. Mm-hmm. Uh, Psy Shock, uh, and then you've got like Utility and Focus Blast and Shadow Ball as well as Recover. And you just run like a bulky boy, just throw, slap on 248 HP stats, uh, EVs, mm-hmm. throw in some defense, and just have some fun. Yeah, there's like four <laughs> sets that this thing has that are good that you can run in either OU or UU. The one that Thatch mentioned, mm-hmm. which is just like standard old defensive calm mind, is good. The thing that almost got it banned in Gen 5 or something like that was that one, as well as OTR, Offensive Trick Room. Yes. That's really good. Uh, yeah, because... It has regenerators, so you can really just keep setting up Trick Room and switching. That's another thing. It could do regenerator with it or Magic Guard Life Orb. 
Um, mm-hmm. One cool thing, if you want to be spicy, that you could do is like regenerator and future sight. So you just drop him in, fire off a future sight, and then switch him out. <laughs> oh man, exciting! And then that is my true. ultimate favorite set is the OU one. <laughs> What's that? Go ahead. Explain. <laughs> Have you ever oh, wanted no. to never die? <laughs> yes. <laughs> if that sounds like you, then Double Dance Reuniclus is the set for you. Double Dance. Double Please Dance. Explain. Calm Mind, as Thatch said, in addition to Acid Armor to double the defense oh, stat. Oh, God. <laughs> and then you run your psychic type attacking move of choice, either psychic for a little bit of boosted power and the chance to lower special defense, or psi shock if you want to break through things like Chansey slightly easier or opposing calm minesweepers. But Chansey's not going to do anything to you anyway. You have magic guard. What's it going to do? You just stall it out with recover and just keep setting up for days. And God. it was actually one of the counters to Zygarde. Because it can set up acid armors faster than Zygarde can than Dragon Dance or Coil. And then you just start smacking it with Psychic until it goes down. Does Reuniclus get stored power? It does, but it's slightly unreliable. I mean, You'd rather just be wanting to fire off one after one yeah, acid armor. Yeah, Psychic, yep. Um, but yeah, that is, I agree with that. it's just simple Calm Mind, Acid Armor, Psychic-type attacking move, and Recover. Your only task is get rid of Dark-types. Yep, and even then, you can theoretically stall out dark types if you've set up enough defensive boosts. <laughs> That's true. I've stalled out Ash Greninja more times than I can count because the fool allowed me to set up to plus six. Oh god! And I had more recovers than he had dark pulses at that point. <laughs> That's hilarious. Listen up, folks. The devil has revealed his strategy. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Even I'm trembling with fear right now. So you just pair it with something that can take out darks, be that toxic spikes, other hazards, a fighting type, fairy, whatever. Even like the best hazer in the metagame is Toxapex. You don't say. Toxapex gets shredded. You don't. (laughs) Yep. Oh, that's that's, that's mean. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Uh, He's my favorite sweeper in OU. He's so good. If you, he's fun. If they make one mistake, boy. you just get in, set your, set up your one thing against what you think they're going to switch in, and suddenly their Tyranitar can't crunch you to death anymore, and you just wait. So what's a good teammate for Reniculus? The number one teammate for it is Toxapex, as Scron pointed out, because its synergy is fantastic yeah. because of spikes, and, you know, other things that get dark types out of the way, be that... Uh, one big one big ugly thing that KOs it a lot is Hoopa Unbound, so something to take out Hoopa, which could be like a Tyranitar, pursuit it after it fires off a hyper. Or something with U-turn. Who knows? Or something with U-turn. Something like that. <laughs> Anything with U-turn. If you want to know other good teammates, just hop on my UUTC roster. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Literally the entire oh, roster God. is centered around how can I get Jelly Boy to take out your entire team? Hmm. Let's ponder. So now now I need to start playing around with Jelly Boy. <laughs> Jelly Boy. Me. I like that name. You convinced me uh, to play with Jelly you Boy. You use Lando T as setup bait. What's better? I think I I think I had a cool name on mine. Let me check real quick. I had it written down. Oh yeah, it's Sell You Later. Sell <laughs> You Later. Oh, that's pretty good. That's good. That's pretty good. <laughs> that's pretty punny. Uh, I've named mine after in the Lilo TCG and Stitch experiments. 
In the TCG, Ridiculous has no cards in rotation. Yeah. It's got the one good the damage mover one good? in Expanded, but that's it. Yeah, that's like it. It's got, um, I think it's, is it the one from Plasma Blast, maybe? No, nope, it has it's not a even couple prints. It's, I think Black White is it, one, then there's a shiny one that has the same stuff. Dragon Exalted in white, black, white. Yep, with damage swap. As often as you like before you attack, you may move one damage counter from one of your Pokemon to another of your Pokemon. If you want to take 12 and minutes that, sequencing that a t- t- TCG turn, you can run that with unknown damage and just keep going. <laughs> That's true. Hypothetically. That's true. Yeah. All right, yeah. so that is uh, that is Raniculus. Um, the only Pokemon that learns Thunder but not Thunderbolt. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's what that's that's what I remember him as. All right, so we are gonna kick it on over, guys, to the mailbag. It's mail time. It's time for the mailbag. Send in your emails. And welcome to the mailbag. The mailbag, as always, is brought to you by. Little Scissors Pizza, 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 served fast. I don't know what to do. I'm joking. Here. I'm punch. joking. It's, it, it, it's brought to you by the energy drink, <laughs> Green Toros, the energy drink that gives you hooves. Ooh. Hooves. Oh, got that sweet release. That deal fell through with Little Scissors Pizza. Nobody cares. Um, <laughs> Little Scissors Pizza. They were neither that. hot or like ready. Bullet punch. <laughs> <laughs> the only thing scissors is good for. <laughs> So, welcome to the mailbag. The mailbag is the part of the show where we read listener emails that you guys send in to PuckoPodcast at gmail.com, typically answering prompts or maybe just, like, hanging out and talking with us. So, send those in, PuckoPodcast at gmail.com. Last email, I believe we wanted to know... Man, I, I forget. Oh, you wanted, we wanted to ask you what your favorite development in the Pokemon franchise over time was, and so I am looking forward to digging into these emails. I've already read some of them before but I'll do it again for your pleasure. So our first email is going to be from Crystal. Um, did anybody grab this one or is this on me? You got Sounds it. Like I'll do it for I'll do it because it's very short. I like that the newer games have delivered experience according to level versus splitting it in half like in yellow version. Ride Pokemon instead of HMs have been nice too since Pokemon have more moves instead of you liking to have it. Crystal. My gosh, that's so right though. Nice email. I yeah. like the Google Both these things were really true. Yeah. Replies. I, I like the suggested replies to the email where it's thank you for the tip. <laughs> awesome. Thanks. thanks. And that's pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> but the splitting of experience is actually a big deal. I think the way that they distribute experience now is done very well compared to the way it was done in the past. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's done very well. It is not frustrating at all anymore. Good on you, Pokemon. I also think the HMs, that's something we hung on in the last episode very pre- prominently. Like the H- The removal of HM slaves and just HMs in general for ride Pokemon was such a huge change and it's welcome. And the only HM that I'll ever remember and ever use ever again in my life is going to, uh, no surf, <laughs> probably surf because surf's actually a good move outside of everything else. And like the occasional fly yeah. on Lando T for that supersonic sky. Yep. Isn't surf like a TM now? Though? It's a TM technically. Yeah. Surf's but a it's TM. HM yeah. All, all of the HMs got converted to TMs. Yeah. <laughs> where they go through Alola and it's like we use these back at home to fly around you guys just hop on your Charizard over here <laughs> yeah this that one Charizard must be really tired or I'm buff. just saying that one Charizard you're assuming or it's just so one strong. it's Kiawe's Charizard like maybe he has like two or something but it's Kiawe's Charizard in the anime it's not Kiawe's Charizard in the game I 
I mean, he's the one who gives you the ability. He's yeah, like, he just unlocks he it. He's like, hey, Charizard. we have this farm of Charizards nope. that are just bred for flying. Nope, it's just the one. I don't think he says that. It's just that. the one. That, that'd be super sardonic. <laughs> He does. He doesn't say that, but like it's never we said that it's just the one. We breed these Pokemon to ferry us from island to island. Yes, mm. we used to breed horses to ride around on. Yeah, but that's not Pokemon. Yes, it is. It's the equivalent. That stop on that. We didn't fight with our horses. You're shattering my world. My, we didn't my fight with our horses. <laughs> Where were you? <laughs> I am not mentally prepared for this. <laughs> All right, moving on. Our next email is from Mikey over at Pokemon Crossroads, and I think that's uh, that's all for you, Seth. That's all me. Hello, Thatch and yeah, friends. Never mind. All right, go on. Hello, Thatch and friends. I hope you're enjoying the new year. Maybe you are enjoying some Pokemon Go, doing some Master Trainer battles, and let's go doing Battle Spot. Why am I mentioning these things? I guess it's because I want to talk about the development of post game in Pokemon games. Post game and Pokemon game used to be just go and catch this powerful Pokemon or battle this guy. I've never liked that. And no, I don't count Kanto and Gold Silver as post game. It's just more of the same, which I felt is more like part of the game. I like exploring new areas or doing something different from the main post game. Going to the Battle Frontier, catching Mewtwo, never interest me. Doing Looker missions, exploring a new part of Sinnoh, that sounds great to me. Lastly, I got a question for you guys. What abilities from Pokedex entries would you like to have as superpowers? Mikey, P.S. Good luck to you guys in Apple. That's actually really timely because you wanted that ridiculous power. Right? Right? I want that Makoto is... power. I want to just vaporize everything. I want to literally me. melt until I get to the planet's core. <laughs> you could do, do Alakazam, where it's 5,000 IQ. Yeah. I feel like that's just too much awareness, though. I would want some ignorance. Too much awareness. Too woke. Um, too woke. I don't. I, don't I want Tyrant. I want Larvitar's power to be able to eat mountains. I sometimes forget my keys places, so I'd really like Whimsicott's power to just slip through doors. <laughs> Fun story about that. I went to the gym last night, uh, a particular location, and I got home because my wife drove me, and I got a phone call like two hours later, and it was just a, it was a number at like nine thirty, and it said, "Are you missing some keys?" Oh no! And I was just like, I was like, what? And I was just like, I was just like, oh yeah, I gotta bring my keys to the gym so I can like get in, because I got the little tag on my keys to get in, and I probably left them in the cup holder of the machine I was working out on, and so I'm like, I'll be there in a few minutes. So fun fact, Thatch forgot his keys at the gym yesterday. That's not very fun. That's a fun story, Scrawn. No. It's delightful. <laughs> I want to be able to eat rocks like a Sableye. God. Okay. <laughs> this next email is from Alolan Dergs. Hello, Thatch, and whoever he has. Alolan Dergs here, but you can just call me Dergs for short. Long-time listener, first time writing in. I listened to the podcast religiously when I discovered it about a year and a half ago, but in the past few months, I've got a different job and took a bit of a break from listening. Now that I'm finally cut up all, caught up all on my puckle, and I must say it was the most depressing thing hearing that PuckleCon was at the Dayton Convention Center, which is only about 20 minutes up the street from me. Plus, I'm sure you guys were at Nationals, and I didn't get to meet anyone that we actually We were not. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, PuckleCon was pretty cool. I also wanted to attend PuckleCon in 2017, but never was able to make the trip to Columbus. 
Needless to say, 2019 will be the year I finally attend. I'll make sure of it. Enough about myself, though. On to the mailbag question. What has been my favorite development in the Pokemon franchise? I have always enjoyed when Pokemon goes out on a limb and tries something new. Games like XD and Coliseum just astounded me as a child, being able to take my static 2D Pokemon from my Ruby and Sapphire cartridges and transfer them onto the big tube TV and see them in a fully mobile 3D sprite was one of the coolest things for me. Also, being able to get Ho-Oh Lugia and Jirachi, I had the bonus disc, was a nice touch. And I like how they did similar things with other titles after those. Titles after this. Anywho, I'll wrap this up before I ramble on forever. You guys rock. My Mondays wouldn't be the same without puckle friends making me laugh to myself so I can get rude looks from my coworkers. Except this Monday because there was no show. LOL. Keep it up. Much love. P.S. I can beat anybody at Game Corner and I don't have the Green Toros badge. <laughs> Nobody has the Green Toros badge. Technically, yeah, no. <laughs> yeah, we're getting... The, this will be the first episode we sign it. And P.P.S. Pocken Tournament DX it is a good game. It's an okay... It's an okay game. It's a... It's a... It's a moderately fun experience. I, for one, love smashing buttons aimlessly. <laughs> I welcome... I welcome our overlords. <laughs> I welcome our smash button overlords. <laughs> oh, my... <laughs> All right, so we've got one more email here today from 10 Little Men with his 10 Little Flip Flops, or 28 Little Flip Flops, I assume. Here we go from 10 Little Men, classic email writer, 10 Little Men. Well, if it isn't the terrific Thatch, the zealous Gron, and the surely sane Seth Vilo, 10 Little Men has returned to answer this week's mailbag question. What's that? Last week's show was due to was canceled due to technical difficulties, and those... Thus, there is no new mailbag question this week. Well, then, due to an unfortunate lack of a mailbag question, I have been granted the opportunity to unleash the rant I've been holding back for the greater part of a year now. (laughs) Warning. Disturbingly controversial opinions incoming. If you are faint of heart, I suggest turning back now. In bold now. This is his his, uh, title. Oh, no. Pokemon Black and White has a bad story, and Pokemon Sun and Moon has an infinitely (laughs) better storyline. Whoa. Let's hear him out. Let's hear him out. Actually, actually, I disagree with this. I'm ready to hear this. All right. I am shaking. I'm going to give it a chance. First, it must be noted that the premise of the two stories are two different things. A premise is just the idea for a plot. A story is the fusion of the plot and the characters. Okay, then, okay. If we're going by that definition, I agree. This is done. Uh, black and white have an incredibly, an incredible premise, but the story is ruined by terrible characters. Now you must be thinking, Ten Little Men has gone insane. Black and white have so many great and memorable characters. But let me ask you a question. How many black and white characters have believable motives? Okay, it's Pokemon. <laughs> Um, I may need to use algebra <laughs> to solve this question, but if my math is right, it should look something like this. Good characters with strong motives equal N, where N equals 1. Seriously, equal though. N. Do you remember the Seven Sages? I do remember the Seven Sages. Why is Alder such a lame champion? That's very true. Why is Sharon such an arrogant jerk? But most importantly, why is Getsus so comically evil? <laughs> Not only is Getsus evil for no reason similar to Giovanni, unlike Giovanni who just robs people to get rich, Getsus' plan is to make makes absolutely no sense. His plan is to fulfill an ancient prophecy that he has no evidence exist by assuming that N is some sort of chosen one. Then, hoping that if N is the chosen one, he will be able to convince everyone to force their Pokemon to leave their sides, even if the Pokemon themselves are reluctant to leave. Truly a master plan. (laughs) Also, the plot is a mess. How am I supposed to take the incredible premise of Pokemon right seriously when you watch two plasma grunts literally kicking and... (laughs) kicking the stuffing out of a defenseless mona after the first hour of gameplay no so they did that because 
I think there was there's a thing that there's an interview I think where they stated that you couldn't really tell that Team Plasma was the bad yeah, guy. Yeah, yeah. After the after your initial encounter with them, and so they're just like, yeah, make them kick the mud. We gotta make sure because that- <laughs> then you'll then they'll absolutely be the bad guy. That makes sense. Uh, there's I could really argue about like all of these points, but I don't know if that's really a time yeah. place. <laughs> Probably not. That, that would be that. Would, you know what? We should try to see if we can get him on for the next live show for the patrons because he is a patron. Have um, him explain so get on, and then we can have that debate with you, Scron, in the Patreon. So team. the zealous Scron can debate on yes. his uh, off points of view. Yes, uh, but he continues in Pokemon Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon. Every single character has at least a semi-realistic motivation for every action that they take throughout the story. Guzmo lost faith in adults and society as a whole after growing up in a broken family, and clings to Lusamine because she is the only adult who ever respected him. Lusamine isn't ran- a randomly evil lunatic either. She is so obsessed with Ultra Space because she lost her husband in a wormhole. Because of this, Gladion and Lily are traumatized by both the loss of their fa- father and the hostile environment they grew up in due to their overprotective mother, scared of losing more family. I personally believe that the oft-mocked How is one of the most excellently written characters in the entirety of the Pokemon video game series. Ah! Keep going. Keep going. He's, he but, goes. Okay, okay. How serves as a foil to Guzma as a child crushed by societal pressures and as a logical rival, uh, rival to the protagonist. Blue has no reason to remain so smug after you crush him for the upteenth time, yet how riddled with insecurities as a trainer due to growing up in his father's shadow meets you, the invincible force known as the protagonist. Yet how perseveres and learns that even if you cannot necessarily be the, the very best there ever was, it is still worth it to try, and that is a fantastic message that is not delivered enough in media. And then he just ends it, 20 plot-driven flip-flops, 10 little men. I, I'm i okay with that either. I agree with him, because uh, I agree yeah, with him that like, the story, the characters themselves are much more established, and there's a lot more backstory to them that they can make a whole anime out of it hypothetically i would agree i would agree that the the plot mode that if he's talking about character development i would definitely say that sun and moon wins Mm -hmm. i i do have to say that the premise of black and white is much better i do think that it was not as well executed as something like that but also it's much more difficult to execute that premise because i believe that is slightly higher stakes than what was going on in sun and moon um because you're gonna you're saying something like hey i want to force pokemon to leave yes it's a more it's a more ridiculous premise that gets this plan, but you kind of have to have more ridiculous actions take place and more comically evil people to make such a premise work. That wasn't the point. Like, Getz has obviously never believed in a prophecy. He's just power yeah. hungry, and he was using in as sort of a vessel figurehead. so that he could. And yeah, that's why, like in Black 2, White 2, Team Plasma splits into good Team Plasma and bad Team Plasma. That is very true. Because they basically shatter the illusion that they were trying to help people and say, I'm just going to use the super smart scientist guy to freeze over the continent and then have full control over you. Perfect. <laughs> I, I, I understand. I think I think there's some missing points. Because, yeah, he didn't even actually bring in anything from Black 2, White 2 to actually explain that. I think Black 2, White 2, I mean, all of these games and like the manga counterparts definitely have the potential to make their own anime series out of and i really wish we got it instead of ash ketchum trying to catch all of the pokemon but he catches four and (laughs) then we get you know nothing nothing exciting happens you know what i mean i'm gonna be the very best Mm -hmm. and i'd much rather have something where we get like the manga storyline the manga storyline so good like pokemon adventures the anime i would watch that so much i would get like sling or whatever i need to watch that live 
I would pay. Paco I would PTU. I would anime. pay twenty five dollars a month for that anime. Like no joke. All right, I think that is. Uh, I think that's it for we the mail. We need to award the first Green Tauros badge of twenty nineteen. Yeah, the, guys. so nobody has the Green Tauros badge because we reset it every year now, so that you have to re-earn it. So we do have to get the Green Tauros badge of twenty nineteen. Honestly, I personally have to go with Ten Little Men. I would agree with you. This is true. Um, I think he wrote a very convincing keep... argument. Mm-hmm. Granted, there are some flaws, and it's opening up a Puckle Live topic entirely. <laughs> Even though it's completely wrong, I'll vote for him <laughs> because I think that you know I like being you know challenged to to, to think a little bit. Just, okay, he just wants to square up for a live well, show. Okay, that's, that's all he wants. <laughs> yeah. All right. So, ten little men, you get the green tourist badge. Uh, just we'll give it to you. It's fine. And. <laughs> Uh, but send in your emails next week to PucklePodcast.gmail.com letting us know what you think of the Pokemon the move, first movie Mewtwo Strikes Back being remade in theaters I really want to know what everybody's thoughts are on this one I think it'll be really interesting because I think it could be co- somewhat controversial maybe somebody else is tired of the uh, of the nostalgia hype or maybe people are really buying into it I don't know I really want to know what you guys think so send that into pucklepodcast at gmail.com and if you want to keep up with us throughout the week check out our discord follow us on twitter follow us on facebook it's these are great places to go all those links are in the show notes and on our website pucklepodcast.com of course if you want to do more with that we we're going to be on twitch.tv slash the puckle podcast where you can watch myself jushiro and orange avenger play a variety of pokemon video games there so it's a lot of fun we like hanging out with you guys and i think you can get points from battling me on stream for the puckle league as well once a month you put that's in there. So if you want to come and get some extra Puckle points for the league, you get them. Do I get them for battling myself? Can I like set up a second 3DS and get the points? <laughs> <for myself>? um, <laughs> I don't think that's a thing. <laughs> I'm going to do it. I want my five points. Okay. I want my five <laughs> points. And so that, it's, a, it's a lot of fun there. You guys can come over there, hang out with us. Of course, you can always catch us uh, on our other podcast at, over at Puckle Plus. And now the newly minted uh, Puckle PTU has finally had a fit feed. Granted, it is explicit, so I would not suggest it for younger fans. Yeah. But if you want to be involved in that, you can go check that out over at uh, the Puckle PTU feed on pretty much everywhere you would go that i cared to submit it to <laughs> so if it's not somewhere that you want it and you really want it let me know we'll throw that feed on whatever podcatcher you want it on and so that, that's pretty much it you can go check that out uh puckle plus i believe game corner should be out by now and then we're going to have uh hopefully a puckle live or a battle cast or something next week for you guys i really want puckle live to come back i'm pretty Sweet. excited for it so um and then i think that's it oh if you want to support the show you can go to twitch subscribe to us there with your free twitch prime but if you want to support the show more directly you can go to tpublic.com uh, we should have a coupon code that was in the commercial i haven't got sent it yet but hopefully we have a commercial with a coupon code for you guys um where you'll get some get some money off on some t-shirts if not go check it out that's a great place to get your lavender town gengar shirt to help support us in the upper league so be sure to check that out and of course, if you want to support the show more directly, you can always go to PucklePod or Patreon.com slash PucklePodcast and support the show more directly. Be on Puckle Live shows. You get the opportunity to uh, do a lot of stuff. And maybe you'll start getting some unedited episodes. We'll see. We'll see how that goes. But until next time, guys, I am Trainer Thatch. I'm and I am Scott. Seth Vila. And here in the Lavender Town Radio Tower, it's closing time.
We here at Puckle would like to, of course, thank all of our patrons for making everything possible. So I would like to go ahead and thank Viger, Duly Noted, Ten Little Men, Andrea, The Fluffiest Whimsicott, Dr. Shamu, Snag, Dexio, Christian, Jushiro, Rotted Mushroom, Nick, Bosephus, Alvarin, Seth Vilo, Marcus, Claude Nine, Tank, R Sigma, Doc McStuffles, Nathan, The Golden Klefki, The British Gent, Trevor Booth, TJ, Doc Knox, Echo, Shambles, Birdkeeper Cobra, Louise, Wade, Kevin, Justin, Daniel, Travy, Jonathan, Greg, Bodtack, Alec, Mikey, Ozzy, Jedi DJ, Sparky, Nick, Dylan, Shira, Ironcaster, Orange Avenger, Michael, Thomas, Zero, Curtis, Anime Gravy, Hazelnut, Joseph Walther, Alex, and the real EV for supporting the show. We really appreciate it, guys. And I'm thinking, not this weekend, unfortunately, but probably on the 25th, we can do an awesome live show. So I will send that out on Patreon. And if you guys want to jump on that show on the 25th, let's say 7 p.m., I will put it out there. Two patrons can do it. Of course, only the patrons at the $3 tier and above can jump on those slots. So I feel happy and I look forward to seeing you guys there. So catch you guys on the flip flop. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinarian developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.